Hey, ladies and gents, this is Mike Headley with the Headley Group Real Estate Show. We got another great treat for you, like I promised. We got Mr. Jeremy Norman, who's given us some great insight on how he built his brokerage from zero close to 200 agents in two different markets. Tune in. And don't forget to like and subscribe. Let's go. Oh, that's right. Find out everything you want to know at the Headley Group Real Estate Show. Tune in, tune in for all the hotness. When it come to real estate, we cover all topics. First time homebuyers selling your property. Want to build an empire? Real life monopoly. We talk duplexes, triplexes, multifamily units, and commercial investments. We got you. The heavy group got you. You can own whatever you want. Who going to stop you? We got you. The heavy group got you. Here's your host, Mike Edley. Hey, ladies and gentlemen, how you doing? This is Mike Hedley. We're all coming back on the Hedley Group Real Estate Show. Like I always tell y'all, we got a treat for you. And when I say that, get your pad and your pen out because we will get uh, 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 bombarded with a slew of great information. Uh, I'm talking about hearing a story from, from the bottom to the top, as Drake would say. Uh, before I let this brother speak, I didn't really, I just have to pull out the, the, the red carpet for him. Been in the business 17 years. Uh, started out at a residential brokerage firm, transitioned into his own brokerage. He has a designation, y'all. Now listen to me carefully. I tried to get his designation. I'm still on course. And actually, that's how me and his brother got to speaking. But it's called a CCIN. And those who are not familiar with it, but it's a certified commercial investment member certification. It's extremely hard to get. It's like getting a doctorate in terms yeah. of real estate. Let me tell you something. This brother specializes in residential luxury and commercial real estate. And he specializes in Alabama, Birmingham, and Atlanta, Georgia. Let's give a warm welcome to Mr. Jeremy. How you doing, brother? Man, I'm doing good, man. Doing good. How are you? Let me add, I made a mistake, y'all. And again, we like to keep it real on the show. I didn't even give Jeremy's last name. Forgive me. Jeremy Norman, right? Yeah. And I apologize for that. And like I said, Jeremy Norman, I do apologize. We didn't add that because I'm so used to calling his name. But Jeremy Norman, forgive me for that. We, we don't hold no punches here. I've been trying <laughs> to get this brother for long so on this, on this show here. And he finally said, Mike, I can get you in on Friday because he's extremely busy. And we before we dive into his many agents, because again, I know that's time consuming and his clients, we want to know about Jeremy. So Jeremy, tell us who Jeremy is, how you got into the business. All right, let's go. All right, a little, little background about me. Um, I'm originally from um, Birmingham, Alabama. Um, yeah. I'm born and raised there. Um, I went and played college football at Jacksonville State University. Um, so while I was playing uh, football, I was doing my degree in finance and and needed a couple of hours more for my graduation. So I decided to take a real estate course while I was in college. Didn't really know too much about real estate, but uh, I said, okay, they give me the amount of hours I need and, and I go ahead and jump into the class. Jumped into the class and uh, I'll tell everybody, it was like uh, a bit with love at first sight. You know, uh, as I started kind of diving into it and I'm realizing, I'm like, okay, you're telling me Jim made this amount of money by selling houses? Okay. You know. Um, and so I found myself uh, going back to my dorm room and just researching so much about real estate. And mm. I just gained a whole bunch of knowledge uh, that I just got, I got bit by that real estate bug. And so 
I ended up uh, taking my uh, online class while I was in college playing football. Um, soon as I finished up the football, I uh, transitioned back to Birmingham, Alabama, and that was back in 2004 and jumped directly into real estate. So I tell everybody, actually, I've been doing real estate straight for 17 years. So I know all the ups and downs about it. Um, started there, uh, started with a smaller company when I first got started. I uh, did three years of uh, residential, you know, came to top salesman in the company after the first year of being there and then decided I wanted to learn more about commercial because I used to hear that's what commercial with a home runs in. That's where you really make the money when you sell mm, the office building. Mm. Um, so I decided to leave that company. I went with a commercial firm um, and I did commercial real estate for four years straight. Um, during that period of time, I was the first uh, African-American inducted in the Club of Excellence in uh, commercial real estate in Birmingham. And I was the youngest to get my CCIM, which you just said, which is one of the highest uh, commercial destinations you can get. It's almost like getting your master's in commercial real estate. Brother, brother, hold on. We, we, we got to interject because we got to give you applause for that. Give me that that uh, milestone you did again. Now, now give, what is that? I was you the was first, the youngest. Give it to me yeah, again so youngest. the audience can hear that. Yeah, the youngest. And then I was the first to get inducted in the Club of Excellence in Commercial Real Estate in Birmingham. It was never another minority to get, in, um, to get that award. And I was uh, honored with that award. Uh, started doing a lot of commercial work for um, the banks, regents, and Wells Fargo. Um, I was handling a lot of their commercial foreclosures around the okay. state of Alabama. So I tell okay. everybody I sold everything from shopping centers to warehouses to tracts of land, you name it. I sold it for mega churches. Okay. Um, did that for a while. And then the Keller Williams decided they wanted to uh, start a commercial division. So they recruited me. Mm. Um, at that point, I was still loving commercial. Um, and I, I wanted to get back into residential because at the end of the day, my heart was always in residential. You know, mm. it just really, really helping people out. But I love the business side mm. of commercial real estate. So I decided to do both of them. Um, so I took Keller Williams up on their uh, opportunity, came over to Keller Williams. I was their commercial director. Um, assisting and any residential agents and commercial deals, mm. you know, handling that part. Uh, but when I went back to Keller Williams, I decided to uh, specialize in luxury real estate because I didn't see a lot of minorities in luxury real estate. Mm. And I was always looking for that path that nobody was really taking or exactly, you know, that hard role, you, I guess you want mm. to call it. Um, so I came over to Keller Williams. I was there, a commercial division, uh, but also uh, joined their luxury division, joined the Institute of Home Luxury. And I spent literally probably the next two to three years just traveling around, going to every luxury conference I can go to. Mm. Uh, just gaining that knowledge, you know, outside of what my brokerage could give me. Um, mm. And then I started doing, you know, some luxury real estate uh, uh, transaction. And um, I came with this idea of the University of Alabama is only 45 minutes from uh, Birmingham. You know, we all know, you know, UA, I mean, puts a lot of athletes in an NFL draft every single year, road tide. Okay, okay. <laughs> um, so I started kind of targeting some of the athletes coming out of there. Um, and I started kind of working with a couple of athletes that came out of the University of Alabama. So I started a sports and entertainment luxury division. Mm. So I specifically cater up to athletes and entertainers and their demanding schedule and, you know, dealing with, you know, financial advisors, management, all at the same time. Um, so I started doing that and started having success out of that. But when I realized, you know, uh, they weren't coming back to Birmingham, they actually buy a house. You know, they was going into the bigger markets like, you know, Atlanta, Miami, L.A. Okay. And at that time, I was, I think I was nine years in real estate in Birmingham. Okay. And I 
felt like I had kind of accomplished all my goals that I wanted to accomplish mm-hmm. in Birmingham. Mm-hmm. I was top 40 up under 40 in Birmingham, Rising CE Award winner, uh, NAACC Award winner, um, top Keller Williams agent uh, in the state of Alabama three years. Um, just kind of hit every accolade. And so I decided it was time for me to expand over into uh, the Atlanta market. And so okay. when I first thought about Atlanta, I said, okay, you know, you're coming into this market, 30,000 active realtors. I can come in there like I'm a regular realtor. Gotcha. So I, I felt like I had to create a niche. And so I decided to stick with sports and entertainment. Mm. So sports and entertainment was my niche when I came over into the Atlanta market. Mm-hmm. Um, of course, I, I was with Keller Williams when I came over to the Atlanta market, um, really just concentrating on going after athletes and entertainers, knocking on every door I knew about um, and, and working with every financial advisor I can work with. Um, so I built a small sports and entertainment division inside of the Keller Williams and done with it. So mm-hmm. I'll tell everybody my first year in uh, real estate in Atlanta, I really didn't have much family. I had a cousin. Uh, two cousins that stayed there and had uh, family, so I didn't want to intrude on them. So mm-hmm. I stayed in hotels. I stayed in every Marriott hotel mm-hmm. in Atlanta for the first year. So I would literally come over to Atlanta, get a hotel room for about two days, mm-hmm. go out, network, train, and then go right back to Birmingham. So I tell everybody, I wanted to make sure that my base in Atlanta, I mean, in Birmingham, was I was still being able to you know, handle my clients there because I was breaking into a new market. Okay. Uh, so I did that for the first year. Um, mm. And then after the first year, one of my uh, clients ended up uh, buying a place in Atlanta. And he said, Jeremy, I know that you want to grow your business. You can actually, you don't have to stay in a hotel room. You can mm-hmm. actually stay in my guest bedroom. So uh, that allowed me to take it from two days to three days after we gotcha. okay. uh, to Atlanta. Okay. Just gave me a little bit more time on freedom. Mm-hmm. So um, on social media, you know, promoting what I was doing, I started gaining a lot of attraction for me doing sports and entertainment. A lot of realtors were following me. Um, and I started mentoring while I was at Keller Williams. And mm. uh, I'm just that a lot of people were reaching out to me and say, Hey, can you show me what you're doing? Can mm. you give me some advice? And I was always that agent, like, Come on over, I'll help you out, do whatever you want to do. Mm-hmm. Um, so I didn't realize I started being a big recruit for Keller Williams. Um, wow. So I was bringing out maybe 15, 20 agents a year over to Keller Williams. I see where you're going um, with the story. Let me add, but go ahead. Exactly. So <laughs> then the, every agent kept on saying, mm-hmm. Jeremy, when are you going to start your own firm? Because you're already mentoring. You're already um, uh, helping a lot of uh, people out. And I was, you know, at that point I was comfortable, you know, it would feed me good. It would treat me good. I didn't comfort. Comfort, you know. Mm-hmm. Hey guys, thank you for watching our show. We're gonna interrupt you real quickly. We are in the business of referrals. If you know someone looking to buy or sell residential or commercial here in the North Carolina area, refer us. We really appreciate that. Um, but then I started going to I started being a part of a lot of luxury organizations. Mm-hmm. And um, one thing I realized, and I was part of Keller Williams luxury organization in Atlanta, and every time I would go to these events. I didn't see a lot of minorities in the building. Okay. Not at all. It was special. And then I was a part of Institute of Home Luxury. You know, I was going to those events. Still, I didn't see a lot of minorities. And and it, it, it kind of got to me. It's like, why are not a lot of minorities trying to learn more about luxury real estate? Mm-hmm. And to me, when I look at real estate, you know, um, I have this term that we bat with our Two hundred to three hundred fifty thousand dollar homes. Those are the homes that are just going to regular pay the bill. Those commissions. Okay. Stuff. 
Okay. But it's when you get to that eight, nine hundred thousand dollar home is when you get the type of capital that you can invest. Mm. And we all in real estate to do what? Invest, being able right. to buy, you know, a, a stream of income, an investment property, apartment complex. But I believe it's when you get to those levels that you have the capital and do it. And so it kind of bothered me. I was like, man, you know, then I started kind of thinking too. I said, I'm in Atlanta where you got the most successful minorities in one city. Um, who was that premier minority owned real estate company in Atlanta? And so mm. I started asking a lot of agents, started doing my little research. Mm. Nobody couldn't pick a company. Mm. And so that, that, that really bothered me. Like, okay, I'm in this city where, you know, we're known for black excellence. We're known for, um, you know, being successful, but yet we don't have a real estate company that one person can say, hey, that's our company, you know, coming in. Mm. Um, so I'm a rebel when it comes to real estate. Now, like I told you before, I like to go on uncharted paths. Mm -hmm. So I decided it was time for me to start that company. Um, okay. So I pushed away from Keller Williams in 2018, February 1st. I still remember to this day. Mm. Um, when I first got started, um, uh, I didn't have a big capital budget. Um, so I, I just said, okay, let me use the resources that I had. So I had just moved into my own apartment complex in Atlanta and it had a conference room. And I said, okay, I'm going to start it off in this conference room, you know, and just to get started. So I started it in a conference room every Wednesday uh, from like 11 until one. I was training agents and they were going on. When I first got started, I had four agents to come along with me from Keller Williams. Um, and then when I started kind of putting out on social media that I had my own office, um, I got to inquire about a lot of agents. And so I tell everybody, my first official office was in Starbucks. So I used to go to Starbucks and Barnes and Nobles to meet potential new agents and tell them about what I was going to do with Norman and Associates. And every time that I met with um, a new agent, I would kind of tell them my vision of where we're going to mm. go. Uh, and then I asked them to join this journey with me. Mm. My vision at first was just to do a boutique company. You know, now just if I get 20 agents, I'm happy. You know, it's something we get started mm. on it. But within a couple months of me advertising the company, we had grew over to 20 agents. And I think it was almost probably three to four months we had grew over 20 agents. Mm. Um, and then at that point, of course, I couldn't continue to bring people into the conference room because the exactly. Like Jeremy, correct, I don't exactly. The apartment or come to see you. Correct, 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 correct. So I ended up moving us into um, this office space we're currently in uh, in 2019, November 1st. Um, and we're currently now at 145 agents on roster in Atlanta. And then we have 17 agents on roster in Birmingham, Alabama. Oh, we, we got to get a round of applause for that, brother. Let me tell you something, man. I mean, this alone, I mean, I have to, so much great nuggets you gave there. I got to peel back a little bit here. Okay. I heard a lot of resilience. Mm -hmm. I heard re research the market, a lot of travel in terms of investing in yourself. You went to you went to luxury conferences to get the education. You started out to what you had based off your budget. Starbucks, conference room, and people believed in Jeremy that much that they said, okay, I want to go along this journey with you. I mean, that in itself is, you know, I, I, I don't know what your faith is. I think you're a man of faith. I think that's, that's the powerful man upstairs, right? Yeah, that and is. True that testimony. Is. And, and you are a vessel, brother. And I, I, I mean, just... I'm just, I'm just flabbergasted, but 145 in Atlanta, mm -hmm. agents, mm -hmm. and 17 in Birmingham. Correct. Wow. Phenom brother, that, that just phenomenal. I'm just, like I said, I'm speechless on that. Because, again, I, I do see 
And that was one of the main reasons why I reached out to you because I do see you being a big powerhouse and a force in our industry, right? Mm -hmm. And particularly that I'm so proud to see uh, 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 somebody look like us. And again, you know, mm -hmm. we, we, we bowl on our show and I'm glad to see a brother really doing this. So I want to salute you on that and anybody that works with you. Okay, let's segue now in terms of, now you got the office running. You got it up and running and, and you're making things happen. Uh, give us a, a, a challenge. And again, I believe in stories. Give us a challenge that, that Jeremy ran into probably with other competitors or, 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 or maybe a deal that didn't quite go, go to go correct, the, that didn't go quite the way that everybody wants to go in terms of closing. Like enlighten us on something on that. Like, just, just give us something. Well, I, I think the the biggest uh, challenge in the beginning was me not having this big corporate investor backing me. Mm. Uh, so, you know, and in real estate, it's all about systems. Um, That's right. I'll give you a, a story. Um, when I first reached out to a system called a dot loop, most realtors know exactly who dot loop is. Mm -hmm. um, and in the beginning, they was trying to quote me a I think maybe $40 per agent just to have a dot wow. account, you know, yeah, exactly. on it. Mm -hmm. And at that point, you know, I'm a small business owner. I couldn't afford $40 Correct. time, 15, 20 agents Correct. on it. It was just really, really, really outside of my budget. And so what I did was I just looked at the next resources down and I told Dotlin, I said, you're going to do business with me real soon. And then literally within, I think a year after me growing the company, Dot Lou gave me a call and the guy represented always, I guess he's just always stayed in touch with me. And it was like, well, we, we see all your growth you have going on directly now in real estate. We would love to be in business with you. And I said, well, you need to give me that Keller Williams deal on it right there. And so I was able to uh, negotiate with Dot Lou to give me a great deal that made business sense on me choosing them as our document uh, contract management. Uh, holder of our documents on it. So, the, like I said, the biggest challenge was, you know, when you're first coming out as a uh, as a company, you just don't have the resources to really invest in those, all Facts. those technologies that Facts. those big corporations. So Facts. here I am, this minority company trying to compete and go exactly. after some of the same agents that you got Caldwell Banker, Berkshire Hathaway, and Keller Williams going out there. Mm -hmm. And I'm telling them that, hey, I may not have the systems all in right now, but if you give me patience, I'll develop the system. So that's the kind of I love uh, that, testimony at the same time that, mm -hmm. you know, it, you don't have to have everything right there. You know, exactly. everybody thinks that you got to have it perfect. Uh, right. But just allow yourself to develop and be transparent with what you want. So, so, you, so now you got the Dotloop account. And that mm -hmm. ticket that, that helped, because we use Dotloop as well, that helped the agents, I guess, with their business. So before that, what was the, like, was the roadblock? Agents happened to have contracts, they had to handwrite everything, or what, what was yeah. that like? And at that time, too, it, it, it was, I, I had only one staff member. So okay. uh, I was the compliance, I was the marketer of Ooh, the company, got the broker of the company. Got you, got you. I, was, I was filling all roles at the time. So, you know, imagine not having that, that contract management system to help you flow a little smooth. So I, I mm -hmm. had another system which was kind of good, but I, I was reviewing everything, man. So the challenges were me being everything within the company. Mm. So I couldn't go out. I had a virtual assistant. So I had her kind of doing some checks and balance okay. with me. Uh, on it until I got to the point. I even remember 
when I hired my first um, office manager. You know, it was a it was a moment for me because in the beginning of any business, you may have to be everything within the business. But the exactly. whole goal is to slowly um, leverage yourself to reduce you being all the way in the business. So that's the one thing I was saying. The challenge was I was everything. I was mm. compliance, <laughs> finance, writing Correct. checks, <laughs> everything, a process. I think that part of the entrepreneur, because again, that's, that's what you are. Uh, I think the entrepreneur part and starting the business, people don't realize that you got to wear many hats Man. until <laughs> the profit comes in, then you're able to let go. And like you said, uh, a pace might take some of that stress off you. And another uh, thing that most people don't uh, realize though, when you start in a brokerage, you know, um, it's a real difference between what the broker makes and what the actually agent makes. Agent makes more money than a brokerage because mm. you're reducing your amount of hours out there actually selling. Mm. So you got to be prepared for that hit in the first couple of years mm. of it, you know, basically cutting your salary in half. Basically. How, how, so now, and I figure with all the, the many agents, how does your training work? You know, if, if how does that work with, with the new agent? And let me add, because I do the same thing, you know, here at our, our brokerages, you know, we, we, we have a heart to heart conversation with them. We let them know that this is a marriage. Uh, it ain't, hey, we do everything for you. We work together, right? You got to meet us where we meet you at. So we need participation. Money just won't fall out the sky. So how do you deal with that? What's some of the challenges you dealt with that? Well, um, you know, when I first hired my office manager, you know, uh, the first thing I did was reach out to leadership. And I looked at the agents who was actually within the company, you know, okay. on it. and um, I asked some of them to participate in training. You know, okay. uh, so one of my top producers, she was out. I asked her to pour back into some of our newer agents on. Uh, and then it got to the point where, you know, the amount of agents I had, I had to develop my own training program. So literally I, I had, I went out there and, and found the uh, real estate writer content and work with them for seven months to really, really produce our own training program because it's very important when you're first coming in in real estate is you have that foundation uh, set. And so I spent a little bit of money at that time because we had more agents mm -hmm. on uh, developing our own training program. And so mm -hmm. we developed that, so which uh, helped me out a whole lot. And the next thing is I needed leadership. So I started going outside of Norman and Associates and the uh, Lord blessed me with a um, a, a young lady named uh, Shawana Reed, which is okay. our assistant team leader. Um, she had been in real estate for 15 years. Somebody okay. had told about what I was doing um, and they, you know, showed the growth and God blessed it on her heart to join me on this journey. And I tell you, it was nobody but God. Um, mm. because, um, every, you need that, that person who has your back on it. Mm. You do. And, and, and she developed it to be that person. So she brought her brokerage up under my brokerage. Wow. Um, yeah, which is a key thing because she That's had a good. whole firm. That's good. And uh, she took over uh, training our new agents. Uh, and it's crazy before she started training them, she didn't know if she could really train them. I mean, when she had her own brokerage, but, you know, getting in front of that many agents at one time was a challenge for her. Um, but now she got so comfortable, she knocks it out, man. So, oh man, that's a real testimony. That, right that, 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 that's a great testimony. And would you say her name was? I mean, give a shout out to her. That is a beautiful thing. Shawana Reed. Shawana Reed. We might need you, Miss Shawana. <laughs> <laughs> What's the? Uh, okay, so so you've been in the business seventeen years. 
Mm -hmm. and, and let me add, I made a mistake, y'all. And again, we like to keep it real on the show. I didn't even give Jeremy's last name. Forgive me. Jeremy Norman, right? Yeah. And I apologize for that. And like I said, Jeremy Norman, I do apologize. We didn't add that because I'm so used to calling his name. But Jeremy Norman, forgive me for that. Jeremy, you, let's talk about commercial real estate, okay? Okay. That was kind of the, was that the springboard to get you your financial success in terms of like first not getting you going? It, it actually was. Um, when I started doing commercial real estate, um, I, I was out networking and I uh, ran into a loan, commercial loan officer. Mm. Um, and I was real big on going out and building relationships. And okay. he ended up uh, leaving uh, from the commercial lending side and actually going to work at Regions Bank and their uh, distressed property uh, foreclosure side of things. Mm. So when he went over there, I didn't really know, know too much about foreclosures at that time. Mm -hmm. uh, but then he reached out to me and said, hey, you know, I got a couple commercial foreclosures I need you to handle. Mm. And so, right, you know, I started kind of selling uh, this with Regents Bank, uh, some of their foreclosures on the commercial side of things. And I started moving the property quickly. And uh, they actually loved the work I was doing with their commercial foreclosure that they started giving me, I want to say, probably 90% of all the first quarter foreclosure that came out between 09 and all the way to probably oh now I still get some currently now wow so okay that kind of kicked off a um foreclosure division for me okay and so Wells Fargo Bank started seeing some of the works I did so Wells Fargo Bank reached out to me and said hey we would love for you to work some of our commercial foreclosure so I started handling some of the uh commercial foreclosure for Wells Fargo Bank mm -hmm. now Regents reached out to me they had this um, $7 million mega church that they had foreclosed on. And it okay. was the only reason they foreclosed on it because the pastor's son got in trouble with one of the um, Congress members. And um, the, I guess their membership started going down. And of course, if your membership go down, you really can't afford it. No income coming, they got you. So they gave me this $7 million church. And uh, I was, at that time, I was shocked because I'm, you know, African-American getting Correct. this huge access from this, you know, Fortune 500 bank. Mm -hmm. um, and they installed that much trust in me. And uh, Correct. and I, uh, I already, well, actually, when they first called me, I already had somebody in mind because I knew another church that had been looking. Um, so I reached out to that church once I put it on the market, mm -hmm. put it up on the contract within a couple of weeks and then closed wow. it. And I represent both sides of the transaction. Wow. And that gave me all that the was a good, I needed. That was that was a good payday, wasn't it, brother? Yeah. <laughs> Best payday in my life. <laughs> oh wow. That, that's that's a beautiful thing there. Do uh um now the fact that you 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 done commercial real estate, how many how many deals have you done in commercial? Whew. Man, I can't even tell you. Yeah, probably it's just, it's just it's so probably much. Yeah, it's, uh, it's been it's been okay. a lot on it because after I started doing commercial foreclosure, I decided why not do residential. Mm. So then I flipped it over to the residential. So I started handling Wells Fargo for um, was residential, and I heard Regents, and then I started handling Fannie Mae, then VA, um, and then so I built a foreclosure division on both sides, the residential and the commercial side of things. Correct, correct. And, and by the way, that's where I think we, me and Jeremy met at a conference. Yeah, it was at exactly. a foreclosure event, right? Yeah, so. Exactly. What's the, uh, let me transition to, because I know Norman Associates do, do a lot of great things in the community. Um, holiday time coming up. 
uh, is that I'm considering COVID-19 because I know in the past you've all done some, yeah, you have we anything, have. I guess, considering what we're dealing with, something going on for the community. Well, you know, normally we, you know, we have um, stuff, we have an outreach um, okay. organization at our company and we did uh, donating uh, toys for uh, the, uh, this shelter with kids. Um, and then we gave out um, food during the holidays, but of course, COVID-19, it's kind of hard for me to pull all of them together. Mm -hmm. It's like I put out an event, you know, you right. have over 100 some agents. Ooh, that, that's a big you know, got you. Yeah. I don't want to be on the news, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> <It's big> <laughs> exactly, so makes sense. We Good unfortunately, point. we had to cancel all of our uh, holiday events okay. uh, for the next couple of weeks, and I'm hoping, you know, maybe in the springtime, we'll be able to kind of get together as a big group mm. uh, on it, because we're which is too large to, you know, be out as one big, one big company. Um, gotcha, gotcha. It's so I, what I do is I try to break them into small, different groups if we do do, do something. Okay, okay, okay. Is Norman and Associates is the fact that you're in two states? Are you expanding soon? Well, um, we we have our eyes on Miami right now. Okay. Um, I just recently um, okay uh, passed my brokers test in Miami, Florida. Um, we actually, I'm going down to Miami next week to do a little bit more networking. So we are going to expand uh, out into the different markets. Can't tell you when, but we are. Gotcha, gotcha. Question with that. Was it going to school, passing state exam, or was it reciprocity for a Florida license? You just have to take the uh, state uh, law part, which is a 40-question test. 40-question test, got you. But mm -hmm. another round of applause, brother. That's one thing. And, you know, I guess what I'm getting out of this, outside the resiliency the networking, brother, you don't mind enhancing your education. No, man, I was always the one to travel, man, mm. uh, all over. I, I just believe that, um, you know, you got to go outside of your company in order to get training. You mm. know, the company's going to give you something. I love networking, too. And so mm. it gives me an opportunity to meet different people that's not necessarily in my market, but I get a chance to see what they're doing in their market. Maybe I could pick some off from that and bring it into my market. So mm. I was always in one, I'm, I'm, I hop on a flight to go get an education in a heartbeat. I, I'm the reason why I'm just saying mm, so much because I believe in these same, this tone that you're saying, which I've incorporated in my business, brother. That's like I said, more kudos to you. Jeremy, now, now, now I know during this process of you growing the way you are, there had to be some questionable moments. I think we all had it. I've had it. Did you, was there area of time when you was like, man, listen. Yeah, probably. <laughs> or, or, what was that ever like? Was that, yeah, was that a moment? The, the year, um, probably the end of the first year when I had to make a, a commitment to an office space. And, okay. I was like, and, and I saw all that I had going out. I was like, oof. <laughs> you really want to do this, Jeremy? <laughs> gotcha, gotcha, and I'm gotcha. like, you can get back into sales, Jeremy. You got to worry about this. And, correct, correct. And I think it's what makes most people, um, you know, probably um, not really want to get their own brokerage because there's a lot of responsibility and uh, you're really putting agents, you know, livelihood in your in your hands. And uh, so, and then year two was like, whew, you know, a lot of pressure, you know, mm -hmm. companies growing. Um, Agents wanting more system, they wanting more. You know, you're always going to get to their company. What else can you do? What else can you do? It's going to mm, be just mm. that type of. And uh, uh, just had plenty of times when I said, okay, you know, you were comfortable, Jeremy. You know, mm. and but at the end of the day, I realized, you know, that I'm um, I'm doing something bigger than just me. Um, I'm, I'm awesome. opening it up 
uh, an avenue where minorities get to be in a space that they normally don't go. You know, our company, we specialize in luxury. So we sell everything from $200,000 homes all the way up to $5 million homes. Ooh, okay. Our percentage, if you look at it, uh, you know, when you go 500000 and above, the percentage of minority to sell those homes drop. Yes, yes. Um, and what right. I'm trying to do is increase those numbers. Mm. Um, I want them to have um, that uh, access to that capital that they can get with selling those type of homes to set up for their family and mm. leave a legacy. Wow. So that's the reason why I'm doing it. Jeremy, you know, because again, I know you're a busy brother and I told you that I will limit my time because I know you got a thousand things to do. We usually ask every guest on the show, give us two golden nuggets whether it be you recommend a book or you recommend a seminar or you recommend something that they need to be doing in their business from a real estate agent standpoint, give us two golden nuggets. I, I, you know, I tell everybody my, uh, I think the two key uh, to success in real estate, let me just talk about uh, dealing with agents are marketing and personality. Mm. So uh, okay. we'll talk about the first one, personality. You know, we're in a business where we're uh, all about building relationships and relationships mm -hmm. equal to some type of income that we can get from them. But if you're not doing a great job of showing your personality to more people, um, you know, you're not going to do a great job in real estate. People want to go to people they feel like they know. So yes. I can tell you anything, show more personality That's and you right. probably gain more people. Uh, and the second one, I believe marketing. Real estate is a marketing industry. You know, and if you don't outmarket your competition, you know, you won't get in front of the client. It's all about mind share. You know, mm -hmm. uh, I wake up every day and I, I got this little thing. I tell my agents, um, you have two competitors. You got Walmart and you got Target. Every day, if you follow their social media, Walmart is putting some out every single day on Walmart. Whether it be we got the tissue on sale, we got these clothes on sale, whatever it is, they mm -hmm. never stop a day of marketing. And Target is also in the same way. They put something out every single day because if Walmart takes a day off from marketing, guess who's there waiting on? Target. Exactly. That's it. So Target gonna get right there. Hey, you know, mm -hmm. so I think real estate, the same thing. If you're taking a day off from marketing yourself in this industry, you have Sarah who's right around the corner say, hey, I'm a better agent. That's right. So always promote yourself and keep pushing yourself. Those are my two things, marketing, and personality. You see, brother, right now, like I said, uh, this, and I have to add to that, and that's one of the main reasons why we started, uh, uh, I started the podcast, and I'm doing, I'm doing on social media because you just took the words right out of my mouth. You have to get in front of the people, right? Mm -hmm. They have to know who you are. Your personality has to come out, and you're giving them some education, something of value at the same time. So I just have to say kudos to on that. Um, Is there a question that I didn't ask you that you wanted to say, hey, I wish he asked me this. Uh, None I can think of right now. I think about it, right? <laughs> Put you on the spot. <laughs> yeah. Well, well, I will say, Jeremy, Mr. Norman, thank you for taking time out. You are definitely alumni of the show now. And hopefully we can get you soon when you got about four or five hundred agents. I may not be able to get you then. I gotta talk to your assistant then. <laughs> but uh, uh appreciate also, you giving this platform, man. Uh, man, brother, I want to say thank you and uh Thank to all your agents and team. And like I said, I wish you a lot of success and progress. Really. Right. I mean, I will, everybody do. And I really hope you kill a game out there. And in Miami, when you open up that shop. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so listen, you all, Mr. Mr. Norman has shops in Atlanta and in Birmingham. 
So again, support and follow the company. Any referrals, br give that brother company a call. They can take and care of you. And my Instagram is, uh, you can reach me on my Instagram. It's Jeremy underscore Realtor. Our company page is Norman Living underscore ATL. Mm -hmm. And our Birmingham is Norman Living underscore BHAM. Oh, what a great, great episode. I want to thank each and every one of you for watching this video and listening to it. Don't forget, like and subscribe. Tell a friend.